Hi, welcome to Dream Dare Do, the podcast that offers inspiration, information, and practical advice to help you dream, dare, do, and make your dreams come true. I'm your host, Nina Tarol, and I invite you to join me for a few minutes as we learn from other Dream Dare doers from around the world who are unearthing their buried dreams and bringing them to life. Who knows? Someday I could be sharing your story too. In this episode, we'll talk about my own Dream Dare Do journey and why I believe so much in the power of dreaming, daring, and doing. Are you ready? When was the last time someone encouraged you to dream big and go for your dreams? Or if you think about it, when was the first time that ever happened to you? I could say that I was a lucky child because although I was painfully shy and introverted and I always had my head stuck in a book or doodling, drawing, doing all sorts of creative projects, but pretty much on my own, my parents never really stopped me from dreaming or from pursuing my creative passions and they allowed me to take some lessons that I can say have helped me later on in life like theater or voice lessons or painting or you know just allowing me to work on a computer and and be exposed to some form of gadgets and technology at an early age and this was in the 80s and 90s mind you so before the kinds of gadgets we had today so i am very lucky in that respect but the early seeds for what i call active dreaming as opposed to just fantasizing or imagining or daydreaming, were um, formed in me at around age 10 or 11 when my mom brought home a copy of one of those Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And I read a story of a golfer who went on to win tournaments not just through constant practice, but also through constant visualization. And from what I remember, he was talking about you know, how he would imagine and visualize his form, the perfect swing, the club hitting the ball, and you know, the outcome of the game. And it blew my mind, even back then, that you, know, you could actually achieve something just by visualizing it. You know, constant visualization and, and playing the scene over and over again in your head, and in a way, practicing it, but in your mind, can help you achieve the outcome you want. So when I was in university, and I was in university at an early age, and I was such a big nerd, I put that idea to practice on my grades. So what I would do was I would make these fake grade reports um, and simulate the actual grade reports that the school would send back to our parents. But at the beginning of the semester, I'd visualize and put there you know, the grades that I wanted to get at the end of the semester and it allowed me to focus on a particular goal. So knowing and seeing visually what those grades were and what my goals were allowed me to focus my priorities and my energies on certain subjects and also accept that there were certain subjects like math that I would never get an A in. And I would say that that worked because I did pretty well in school, but more importantly, I was able to test out that idea of visualizing something, putting it in concrete form before you actually start working on it you know, to help you achieve it. So by the time I finished university, not only did I have you know, all of these 
visuals of some of my goals, I had an entire wall, what I called a vision wall at the time, of the things that I wanted to do and be after graduation. I'll save some of those for another story, but suffice it to say that I believed in the power of dreaming and visualizing so much that I started incorporating it you know, as a regular practice and really as part of my life. And fast forward to my late 20s and my early 30s, I started getting more and more into you know, vision boarding or what I now call dream boarding. And I started teaching these dream boarding workshops. And um, first, of course, I practiced on myself, just created all sorts of dream boards for myself, practiced on them with my friends, just shared that idea and the technique of dream boarding and making your dreams and your goals more concrete. And what I'd like to share today in this episode are some of the things I learned from that process. I would love to talk about it more and share more visuals as well um, soon on the Facebook page and on Instagram and show some photos of the actual dream boards and just, you know, some more visual elements of, you know, those lessons. But today I'll just tackle some five key points that I learned through that process. Okay, lesson number one. In the first place, you need to give yourself permission to dream and really give yourself the necessary time and space to do that. So like I mentioned, I was very lucky that my parents actually, in a way, implicitly gave me permission to dream by encouraging a lot of my creative pursuits and my passions. But as adults, we often don't give ourselves that same permission to even just play and be imaginative. So I think the older we get and the more saddled we are by the day-to-day responsibilities of adulthood, the more we need to carve out time and space just for dreaming, or at least just for uncluttering our brains and just allowing our imagination to fly. Now, why is it that when we were children, we allowed our minds to be creative and to play, but as we got older, we would just edit out the playfulness and the creativity in our own mental processes. So I think a necessary ingredient to really being able to dream and dream big is just to simply give yourself permission in the first place. Um, Think about it. When was the last time you actually gave yourself time to reflect and just think and just dream of possibilities without telling yourself, nah, that's impossible or no, that's not me or nah, that's never going to happen or nah, maybe to someone else, but maybe not me. So how about if you stop editing yourself first, stop that inner critic first, and just allow yourself to be playful with ideas. You're not supposed to do something right away just yet. Just entertain the possibilities in your head and see where that takes you. So to me, that is lesson number one, really just giving ourselves permission to dream in the first place. Now, number two, Um, Like I mentioned, I do have a particular process for that whole dreaming and that active dreaming and it's through the dream boards and, you know, other tools that I can also talk about later on. But in my case, you know, dreaming and dream boarding really helped me crystallize my goals and gave me focal points for my year or at least for whatever short term 
period I had in mind as I was creating the dream boards. And I will show this later on on Facebook and in other online formats. But if you know me and if you've seen some of my talks as well, you'll know that I have a ton of dream boards. I have a dream board for myself. I call it a me board. I actually created a dream board for my ideal relationship before that relationship happened, you know, years before it happened. So I had a me board, I had a him board, I had a board about, you know, the overall impact I wanted to make as a career woman, as a person. And all of those images that I would see and I'd have them in my room where I could really see them on a regular basis. All of those images really allowed me to focus on the things that mattered to me. They were constant reminders of what I was trying to achieve, whether it was getting fit and getting healthy again, or making a particular kind of impact in my career. And I would say that those visuals helped me stay focused and also prevented me from straying too far from the vision. Having a mental, no, and a, and a visual reminder of what I was aiming for allowed me to be focused in saying yes to certain opportunities and to really go for certain opportunities that I know would lead me closer to that vision. But more importantly, it gave me the discipline to say no to certain things that would just distract me from the vision. Because as we go through life, and we all know this, a lot of opportunities will present themselves. And you know, in the case of, let's say, relationships, uh, if you're not clear about the kind of relationship you want, you know, or the kind of person you want to be with, it's easy to fall into the trap of just going out with whoever's out there because that's who's there. But if you're clear about who you should say no to because you know who you're going to say yes to in the future or who you want to save yourself up for, if you want to use that term, then it's clearer and it's kind of easier to say no. Um, it's the same thing with the job opportunities and other career options, businesses. If you're clear about what you really want and what matters to you and what you think your life should be made of, then it's somewhat easier to say no. I'm not saying it's going to be completely easy. It never is. But it's going to be easier. Okay? I think the most tangible example of this is um, when it comes to fitness and weight loss and health. Once you see, you know, a constant reminder of the kind of body you have, the kind of health and wellness you want to enjoy for yourself, it's really going to be much easier saying no to cake and pastries and soft drinks and all that because you know it's not leading you to the kind of body and the kind of healthy living that you want to enjoy. I will talk about health and wellness in another episode. It's something I've also started becoming quite passionate about. Um, but again, those dream boards, those visual reminders of your goals will help you stay focused. And it doesn't have to be a dream board. It can be you know, your Pinterest boards or whatever you reminders you want to use for yourselves. But having that clear visual reminder will help you stay focused. And that's what's worked for me. So that's number two. Um, number three, this is the interesting thing, and this is what I love about the dream boarding process. And again, I will get into this in another episode of this podcast. 
For me, dreamboarding specifically allowed me to tap into my subconscious and allow a lot of these buried hopes, wishes, and aspirations and images to emerge. Um, the typical dreamboarding process is one where there's a guided visualization to open the session. We usually use a lot of old magazines, old newspapers, so old images just spread out around the room, nothing pre-cut, nothing predetermined. Everything is done impromptu, like on the spot. And then you look at the image, you know, you look through images, you find what resonates, you create a board. And that to me is really very powerful because that process, which I've done over and over again, and also with friends, colleagues, corporations, you know, tapping into the subconscious allows you, you know, access to information that you've had buried in your head. And maybe there are things that you haven't really paid attention to or that you've tried to forget, but somehow they rise to the top of your consciousness because they speak to you. Certain images will speak to you. Certain things, certain words in a magazine will pop out at you, know, of you, uh, at you and remind you of certain things. And that to me is super powerful. And some examples I can cite are some, some uh, recurring images in my case where there was always a running girl. There was always an image of someone running in some of my dream boards. And it was such a recurring image at particular points in my life. And I asked myself, you know, what does this mean? Did the running mean I wanted freedom from something? Was I running away from something? Was I running towards something? And in a particular stage of my life where I was going through a personal crisis and it was a really difficult, dark time for me, I realized that the running meant several things. That one, I wanted freedom from my situation at that time. And the running wasn't necessarily running away, but just that sense of freedom and liberation. Because to me, running is such a liberating act and a liberating sport. You know, it's just you and nature and the wind and you know you on your feet and you can carry yourself to wherever you want to take yourself. So that was very powerful for me. But maybe a part of it was also wanting to run away or to escape. And as soon as I had transitioned out of that phase, and I will talk about that when we talk about the daring and the doing part of this podcast. I actually got into running and I found that I absolutely loved it. Um, I was a running fanatic for a couple of years and I went from super sedentary and zero running to completing you know, two half marathons, maybe a year, a year and a half's time. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to run as much as I'd like to, but it's still very much a part of my life and it's still something that I try to do as often as I could. And that was something that I actually realized through dreamboarding. So that's one, running and also yoga, I have to add. Another thing that was um, very telling for me at another time and um, another dreamboard was there was a recurring image and I found these in separate magazines, but you know, I mean, some of these magazines would have the, sa the same ads. And there were images of 
a girl, you know, a lady in a red coat watering a plant. And I actually had two dream boards with that same exact image. And I think those were even two dream boards from two different years. So, because, you know, you don't really put together dream boards every few months. So, when I was looking through what that meant for me at the time, I realized that so the girl in the red jacket was me because I love red and it really spoke to me about the kind of person I wanted to be, you know, bold, confident, and maybe fashionable. But the act of her watering the plant was also a reflection, I thought, at the time of self-care and self-love. And I, I figured that, you know, while the girl in the red coat was me, the plant was also me. And I had to remind myself to really take the time to take care of myself. So again, at a particular point in my life, when I felt like I was letting go of myself and I wasn't taking care of myself enough, those recurring images of the girl in the red coat watering the plant woke me up to the reality that I wasn't taking proper care of myself and that I needed it. You know, it was like my subconscious was screaming, you know, Nina, take care of yourself and here are some images that speak to you to remind you of that. And after that period, I also got into plants and just the act of taking care of plants and eating more greens and surrounding myself with greener space also reminded me that, you know, this is my responsibility to myself. You know, the love I have for myself has to translate to, you know, all of these greenery and just carving out time to take care of myself. And again, it was some of those dream boards that woke me up to that reality. So I'll, I'll talk more about that in other sessions and in other resources that I'll, I'll share in the community. But again, once you get into that process of dream boarding or putting together a vision board or a collage, you'll have to look at the patterns and the themes that are emerging from those dreams and those images and you have to examine why those patterns and themes are there in the first place. You know, what are they telling you? What are their implications for your real life? What are the words that are jumping out at you? You know, some of those can be very, very powerful. And I've also had, I've also had workshops and sessions where the participants were surprised that the boards that, the, that emerged from the process were very different from what they had envisioned in the first place, but that those boards were real and authentic to them anyway, and that they were telling them something that maybe um, they were trying to keep hidden, but those words and images just wanted to come out. So imagine if you, know, you could access that kind of information for yourself. What would your subconscious tell you? If you were to create a dream board now and, and if you allowed yourself that process, what do you think will emerge and what will, it, what will that whole process and what will those boards tell you and how will you respond? So we will definitely get into that in other episodes and I will make resources available so you could access an online course that will take you through an online dream boarding workshop. But you know, just try it. Even, even some random images or, you know, some pages from a book that call out to you. What are they telling you about what matters to you now and what you need to pay attention to? 
So I'm a big believer in that. Okay, so my fourth tip or one of fourth lesson I learned is you really have to be as specific as possible when it comes to the dreaming. And again, in my case, I apply this to my career, to, you know, relationships, to my health and, and wellness. And I will talk about this a bit more when we talk about the daring and the doing. But you really have to be able to link the images that are emerging in your dream board or at least when you visualize your dream what does that mean in real life and how can you be as specific as possible to turn them into goals or to operationalize those dreams so that you know they're not just active and um, more um, I guess more filled out fantasies or imaginings but the beginnings of an actual plan you really have to be able to translate your dream boards and your your creative visualizations of your dreams into an actual plan and again we will get into that um, in another episode and here's a bonus thing that i learned is you have to be open to inspiration and serendipity what's great about the dream boarding process and again allowing yourself this whole space and time to just dream and imagine and reconnect with your subconscious and with the things that matter to you is that the more you think about something and the more um, the more you focus energy on that um, the more I think you're drawn to opportunities that allow you to make it real so it's it's similar to when you're looking for a red car or you're interested in a red car and suddenly you see so many red cars on the road so i think it's something similar to that that once you focus your energy and attention to something whether it's a financial goal a career goal uh, a personal goal and all that you're suddenly exposed to more and more opportunities to make it real because your attention is focused on that because you're zeroed in on that because your mind's radar is active and is really looking for opportunities. And I like the, the saying, chance favors the prepared mind. Because, well, to me, there's no, maybe there really is such a thing as chance. But what's even better if, uh, is if you're prepared and if you, you know, you know what opportunities you want to go for. And when chance happens and when an opportunity is presented to you, then you grab it because you know it aligns with your greater vision. So again, you know, some of the key things I learned is number one, you need to give yourself permission to dream and to give yourself the necessary time and space for all that. Um, number two, like for me, dream boarding in particular helped me crystallize my goals and really gave me focal points, you know, for, for visualizing um, dreams and goals. And they allowed me to say yes to certain things and to be disciplined about saying no to other things as well. And um, the third point is that, you know, we have to allow ourselves to connect with the subconscious and allow a lot of these buried dreams and aspirations to emerge. And in the process of dream boarding and visualizing, see what patterns and themes are emerging that are telling us about what we need to pay attention to 
at this point in our lives. You know, that can be super powerful. And again, it's because we often go through life just you know, routinely going through the motions of work and life, and even if it's family life. And once we give ourselves time to pause and reflect, a lot of insight can emerge you know, through some of the patterns and the themes that we're seeing in our dream boards. And then fourth, you have to be as specific as possible when it comes to you know, the dreams and translating those dreams into goals. And last is to be open to inspiration and serendipity. Um, you know, you never really know when inspiration will strike. You never know when opportunity will strike. But once your mind's eyes are open, you know, once you're more tuned into the opportunities that you're looking for, you know, chances are you're more likely to find them because your radar is completely on. So do keep your radar on for these opportunities. But in the first place, give yourselves the time and space to dream and be creative and let your mind be playful and just imagine the possibilities that you have for yourself. So that's part of my journey in a nutshell and that tackles the dreaming part of Dream Dare Do. In the next episode, I will talk about the daring part, which I think is really crucial because the only way we can make our dreams real is really to make that jump and to make leaps of faith and to take on some daring moves and to be bold about something in our lives because often the dreams that we like to bury or that we unintentionally bury are those that are you know, quite challenging, that will involve some risk. So um, it's going to be important to talk about daring. But for this episode of this podcast, I'd like to ask, you know, what are your own experiences of dreaming? Have you ever done vision boards or collages? What can you say about that? And if you're a skeptic and you're not quite sure about where you stand on this idea, do let us know as well. You know, send us um, a message here on the Anchor podcast or on Facebook at Dream Dare Do or on Instagram at, at underscore dream dare do and connect with us and share with us your thoughts. Um, if you have other things to share, other tips, other suggestions that we can share with the rest of our listeners, that would be super welcome as well. All right, so I would like to thank you for your time and I hope that you can continue to stay tuned for the next podcast. And again, since this is really the beginning of a new project for me. I'm super open to your feedback and your suggestions. And let's make this an ongoing conversation. All right, so um, thank you for staying tuned. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And you know, the most important thing is to keep on dreaming, daring, and doing. Ciao for now. Dream Dare Do is a podcast and a community that offers inspiration, information, and practical advice to help you dream, dare, do, and make your dreams come true. Like us on Facebook at Dream Dare Do and follow us on Instagram at at underscore Dream Dare Do.